Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to our latest Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. As always, Pete Sampson here, joined by Kevin Sinclair out there in British Columbia. And uh, I think we're going to do a little bit different this week. We've got our Five Guys segment as usual, but we're going to take Kevin Austin all the way out of that. We've talked about him enough in the Five Guys, so we're just going to devote the entire opening segment to him. He's committing tomorrow. It's Notre Dame, Miami, Tennessee, Duke. A little bit of a smokescreen at least from my perspective, on some of Austin's comments to you, Kevin. And you you talked to him or interacted with him this week. Because I think before Wednesday, we thought Notre Dame was a lock. Um, then Austin sort of maybe threw a little bit of a curveball uh, your way earlier this week. What, what was sort of your vibe interacting with him when he, when he talked a little bit about uh, this, there might be a surprise in store? Yeah, so... You know, definitely um, a curveball or at least definitely something to really consider and think about. So, you know, Austin, to me, is just a really clear fit for Notre Dame. And kind of simply put, with his top four, you know, he's a kid who's, I I can't see him not choosing, um, you know, an academically challenging program. So it sort of makes this a Notre Dame-Duke battle probably from the get-go. I don't know if Miami and Tennessee ever really truly stood a chance. And it's, you know... can we really see him choosing Duke over Notre Dame, especially after, you know, Notre Dame was his last visit, hasn't visited anywhere else since, had such a great visit there. Um, I know that in talking with Notre Dame commits, they're, you know, in close touch with them. Micah Jones, um, I believe they, you know, roomed together at the uh, Rivals Five Star Challenge in Indianapolis. Their fathers speak, um, you know, Notre Dame commits are in touch with him feeling really good about him. Um, you know, he's held a Notre Dame off for a long time. Chip Long, Autry Denson, uh, Delvon Alexander, all on the, all within his recruitment, all in touch with him consistently. Um, you know, the whole sort of academic advisor meeting with him and his family when he visited, academics being so important, they were so impressed with that. It's just really, you know, seemed like he was going to end up at Notre Dame, and, and maybe he will. And um, when I spoke with him, I believe it was Tuesday. Um, you know, he didn't have a lot to say. He sort of kept it short. He said that, uh, you know, I'll just um, I'll just mention that uh, my my uh, decision is going to shock some people. You know, it's going and uh, that sort of you know, in my mind, that means well, if you have a look at the you know CBS Sports database, 16 crystal ball picks for Notre Dame and zero elsewhere. So. If it's not Notre Dame, you know, Dayton <laughs> isn't going to shock anybody, right? No, uh, no. no. And, and it reminded me a little bit of C.J. Holmes last summer. Uh, he came out with a top four right before he announced that didn't include Notre Dame. And then uh, I, you know, tweeted out like, well, okay, this is a weird development. And then, you know, he sort of DM'd me off to the side. I was like, no, I, you know, I, I really like Notre Dame. Don't worry about it. So it's like, I think sometimes there's a, a bit of a false... Uh, hype around these announcements kids want a little bit of attention and 
I, I, I guess I get that. Uh, if you're covering recruiting on a day-to-day basis or you're trying to be a recruiter on a coaching staff, it would drive me insane. Um, but I do think talking to sources around Notre Dame, they feel, I, I would say, a step up from cautiously optimistic. They don't feel like this one's in the bag, but Notre Dame feels like they're going to get Kevin Austin and it will be a surprise if they don't. They also feel like if they get Kevin Austin tomorrow, or if they don't, that they'll have to keep recruiting him. Um, that the notion that this recruitment will just get shut down in Tennessee and Duke and Miami would just go away is not going to happen. Um, so that's something to consider as well. I mean, I know Austin has talked about, you know, he'll be 100% of wherever he commits and he'll be able, you know, he's not going to look around, but I'm not so sure that will automatically be the case. Um, I do think another angle to this recruitment that that we should get into is the Notre Dame's receiver board because they have Micah Jones committed, but they want at least two more. If you don't get Kevin Austin, um, you sort of look at eight guys they're technically in on realistically right now, and you've got Amon Ross St. Brown, Cameron Babb, Chase Coda, Tommy Bush, Lawrence Keyes, Bryson Jackson, Kobe Smith, Gordon Porter, I have a hard time looking at that group and thinking they would get two of those eight. Um, I think they could pull a surprise and get one of those eight. Gordon Porter has an official visit set for September already, as Kevin, you reported. But it, um, I do think Kevin Austin is sort of one of those prospects, Kevin, where you look at and think, man, if they miss on this guy, it's a, it's a big drop down. If they get him, then suddenly that board looks outstanding moving forward. Yeah, you know, since uh, yesterday with the sort of curveball he threw me, switching my crystal ball pick to Foggy, started receiving, you know, info from people that, you know, maybe it is a bit of a smoke screen or who knows, maybe Kevin Austin is going to shock people by committing to Notre Dame while skydiving or something tomorrow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what the shocking is, but anyhow, um, yeah, you look at those the, the rest of the receiver board and there's definitely cause for concern. Uh, like you said, uh, Gordon Porter... Um, that's a guy who definitely has legit Notre Dame interest. Um, you know, I could see it going Notre Dame's way with him, but you know, the rest of the board is looks like long shots for, for most of them. I know that Bryson Jackson sort of said Notre Dame have a 50% chance, but I really see him, you know, sort of tied in tight with TCU. I know he likes LSU. He's visited those programs. Don't really feel super confident with him. Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm feeling confident with USC uh, at this time. Of course, he's going to visit. Notre Dame could have a big season ahead of them here. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We don't know a lot about Kobe Smith. I know that, um, you know, he's a kid from the West. I, I've, I sort of get a sense from him that he may stay out in the West. Um, of course, Chase Coda, Tommy Bush, uh, Cameron Bob, those sort of elite receivers there um, saying that they're going to visit. We'll see if that happens um coda obviously strong connections to oregon um bob you know just tore his acl that's i really didn't like hearing about that that's really unfortunate but ohio state has been you know sort of his leader for quite a while tommy bush i I think he has over 40 offers now maybe and um you know schools down in texas um a lot of schools in the south really pushing hard for him i you know he has he has you know probably 10 to 20 schools that he wants to visit between now and when he decides, um, you know, he, he, I know he wants to visit Notre Dame. I don't know if he'll make it to Notre Dame. And then of course, it's just such a, a, you know, a big pool of schools there going for him. So, um, you know, Lawrence keys is one guy. I'm, I do have some optimism about, 
Um, I think that if he's a take for LSU, who already have 20 commitments, and uh, I'm, you know, they already have some receivers on board as well. I, you know, if LSU is out for him, I think Notre Dame will have a legit shot with Lawrence Keys. But again, he hasn't visited, but you know, will take an official in the fall. So yeah, like you said, definitely sketchy outside of yeah. uh, in Austin. Definitely sketchy. Yeah, it's like Chase Cota visited for the spring game. Tommy Bush told me at the opening he wants to take an official visit, maybe sort of. Um, so I, that's a, a stretch. I, I am yeah. curious to see what happens with Cameron Babb because he visited early. Notre Dame really likes him a lot. There's a ton to like there. Yeah. And with a torn ACL, you, you wonder if Ohio State's just going to recruit over the top of him. Um, right. They're picking and choosing. Maybe they maybe it's not a case of like, hey, we're passing on Bab as much as like, well, we just got somebody else who didn't blow out his knee. We're going to take him instead. Um, Bab would be, a, I think, an excellent fit at Notre Dame. And then, yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's that's sort of like the white whale out there. I, I don't think it would matter what position he plays. That's a guy that you would find room for. But uh, I think if you're looking at Notre Dame's board right now and like internally what they feel like, okay, this is the realistic pecking order. It starts with Austin tomorrow, and after that, probably Lawrence Keyes because he fills sort of a different skill set to Micah Jones and Kevin Austin. You have sort of three unique skill sets there, and then Gordon Porter probably comes after that. So right. we'll see. It's, um, it's an interesting board. If, if Notre Dame can sort of – if they can get Austin tomorrow to go with Jack Lamb and Shane Simon, to me those were like – that was the the three for three you really had to have this summer to have your recruiting class in a position moving forward to finish in the top ten and really meet all of your needs. More importantly, so it would be it would be an impressive three for three. I mean, it's uh, even though Notre Dame I think led for all three of them fairly comfortably at times. We see upsets happen all the time in recruiting, and somebody comes out of nowhere and they end up making a decision that shocks everybody. But uh, if you can sort of just kind of hold serve with these guys, it would be a good place for Notre Dame to be. Now, as they move the class forward, as we get into our five guys, Kevin, I'll let you lead off because you're going to do three and I'll do two this week. There are some guys out there, um, and one of them set an official visit to Notre Dame just yesterday um, that, that could, again, take this class from very good to potentially great. Right, yeah, my first guy is uh, defensive end Thomas Booker. Uh, very difficult guy to get in touch with. He doesn't like speaking with the media that much. But I texted him last night, and he, he got back to me, and uh, he's planning to visit Notre Dame uh, week one for the Temple game. Um, that's a huge visit for the Irish. So Booker, 6'4", 280 pounds out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Gilman School, which is a private prep school, a uh, really big program. Uh, Booker's ranked number 135 overall. Uh, as a strong side defensive end, he ranks number two in the East and number six uh, nationally. So um, big time prospect here. Notre Dame's uh, sort of made him a priority early. And um, I imagine they're, they've continued to be in very close contact with him. 28 offers, Boston College, Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Michigan State, Mississippi State, Nebraska, North Carolina, Northwestern, Penn State, Tennessee, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Vanderbilt, uh, Stanford and Wisconsin, uh, where his father actually played. Um, you know, speaking with his head coach, Tim Hawley, uh, I believe it was around May, um, definitely said that Booker will, will be choosing either a high academic program or uh, possibly an Ivy League school. 
I don't know if he has Ivy League offers. They're not listed in his database, but he possibly does. But I think we're going to be looking at, you know, either Stanford, Notre Dame, and he did say that he's uh, interested in Duke as well. Um, so visited Notre Dame on March 24th, uh, sort of the same weekend as uh, Micah Jones and George Takis uh, were on campus as well. Um, you know, he's, from what I've understood from talking with different commits and, and different people, um, you know, he's pretty tight with a lot of the Notre Dame commits. I know that he was speaking with the Ademalola twins quite frequently uh, leading up to when his next visit was supposed to be on June 24th, which unfortunately he did not make. That was for the elite lineman camp. Um, there was a death in his family, um, sort of making matters worse on for the Irish. Um, on June 9th, uh, he got sort of, you know, what Notre Dame's fan, uh, Notre Dame fans looked at as a, uh, you know, the dreaded Stanford <laughs> offer. Um, he took, uh, in the past, he took summer courses uh, at Stanford. He's definitely made it clear that he's interested in Stanford. Definitely fits the bill as a kid uh, who would go to Stanford and enjoy Stanford, do well at Stanford. But, of course, you can say the same about Notre Dame. Um, you know, a lot of people sort of looked at all oh, this recruitment's over because he finally got that Stanford offer, but I've never really seen it that way. And, um, you know, I think he has, I know he, he knows people at Stanford and possibly other commits there and that. Um, but I, I really doubt that he, you know, has the connections there that he does at Notre Dame. Um, we'll see sort of how that, um, shapes up, but official visit in week one versus Temple. Um, that's, you know, that's, will be a huge visit for him. I know that's, uh, They'll probably have Joseph Osai there that weekend as well. So a pair of uh, really, you know, highly ranked, really you know, solid defensive ends will be in South Bend uh, September 2nd. And keep an eye on that. Yeah, one guy, uh, I'm going to start with a guy that's off the board. P.J. Mustafer committed to Penn State this week. Obviously the younger brother of Irish center Sam Mustafer. Uh he was a guy that Notre Dame liked a lot, and he'd visited a bunch of times. I think they saw him more as a swing guy between defensive tackle and offensive guard than a pure defensive tackle, whereas Penn State was pitching more of the pure defensive line. Um, and I, I think sort of Sam's rough season last year didn't help matters at all. I think if, if you could put P.J. Mustafer in a class younger and Sam Mustafer had the season that I think he's going to have this fall, maybe this recruitment looks a little bit different. But um, it. uh it's not a huge blow to the class. I know the name maybe triggers some people to, to freak out about recruiting. Uh, but with Booker maybe being an end tackle, Sam Taimani being a defensive tackle, offensive guard, uh, you know, they've got guys on the board that can fill another D tackle spot if they even want to take one with Jason Adamalola and Jamie and Franklin on board. But uh, PJ Mustafer, if his, if he didn't have the relation to uh, the Sam Mustafer, I don't think we'd spend a whole lot of time talking about him. He had, he had an okay week at the opening, um, but I, I definitely think he's an offensive lineman uh, in terms of his best position at the next level. But he's off to Penn State, so that uh, we'll be watching his career from a distance. He's number two. Yeah. He's my guy this week. Yeah, that was a highly, highly discussed topic, that's for sure. Uh, my next guy, my second guy, Jason Owe, uh, weak side defensive end. Um, six foot five, 236 pounds at a Blairstown, New Jersey, Blair Academy, uh, ranked all the way up to 66 overall, uh, number one weak side defensive end in New Jersey, number, uh, one in the East, number five, uh, nationally, um, offers from Notre Dame, Penn state, Ohio state, Boston college, Georgia, Georgia tech, Louisville, Maryland, Navy, North Carolina, Pitt, 
Rutgers, Syracuse, Temple, uh, Central Florida, Vanderbilt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Ivy League offers from Dartmouth, Harvard, and Princeton. Um, so I spoke with uh, Jason Oa's uh, head coach yesterday, Jim Saylor. Um, we actually just posted a feature article on Irish Illustrated. Be sure to check that out. Um, basically, what I've heard from his coach is, you know, Jason Oa was, had so much pressure on him sort of early in the summer uh, with Ohio State coming on and already having a few defensive ends on board. Tyreek Smith, a really solid opening finals defensive end. Um, you know, definitely looking like he will end up at Ohio State as well. Sort of scholarship numbers, will schools have space? Also, Penn State started coming on strong. And then Notre Dame always being in the mix. And everyone uh, knows about how his parents are Harvard grads. Um, sort of, you know, brings up the question of, you know, Notre Dame, um, you know, of course, should have a really good shot at this prospect, given that goes to a really strong uh, academic private school. Um, so, you know, he set forth to make a commitment by the end of July, revisit Notre Dame, Penn State and Ohio State, which he did. Um, it looked like Penn State sort of jumped up with their visit. Notre Dame, of course, he showed up, uh, you know, had some travel issues, transportation issues, ended up being late for that visit, concerns of people. And then, you know, of course, loved his visit uh, to Ohio State for Friday Night Lights Camp. Um, and then, you know, he, he ended up pushing his commitment to uh, uh, January 1st uh, for the Under Armour All-America game. Um, you know, after speaking with the coach, basically told me he was, you know, he didn't want to commit if he was only about 70% sure. And apparently that's all he kind of would have been at that time. Um, he definitely has, you know, plans to make his commitment and stick with his commitment, not visiting other schools, um, looking around. He wants to be sure. Um, so his only option at that time was to push it forward. And he felt, um, you know, he'd like to make official visits. He wants to see game day experiences. Um, but the big note I sort of took from this is um, his coach told me that schools from the South, he just doesn't plan on any of them sort of getting in the mix. Um, Jason Owa plans to stick to these top three. He wants to take official visits to these to Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Penn State. Um, and he just really doesn't see uh, any other schools swaying him from that. Apparently, plenty of other programs have been uh, contacting his head coach. His head coach has been relaying that to Jason Owa, and he just hasn't been showing interest in any other programs. So it sounds like he's going to stick to those three. Um, and we'll sort of see how that shapes up. But this is obviously nothing but a good situation for Notre Dame, given, you know, it appeared they really didn't have a shot um, if he were to be committing in July. But now that they'll have time to get him back on campus for an official visit, sort of prove their new scheme, sort of prove their resurgence um, after a four and eight season. Um, Notre Dame's got a chance with Jason Owa now, and I would, you know, easily say he's their top weak side defensive end prospect. Yeah, I think that's a safe, uh, safe statement. Uh, yeah. Next up for me, Chris Murray, modern day offensive guard, three star. Uh, modern day's huge big time program in Southern California. JT Daniels, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Um, just a couple names to know from this cycle. Uh, he's somebody that Kevin, I think we talked about on our last podcast as just a name to know because Brian Polian had been reaching out to him, um, expressing some interest. And then you had the news Sunday night that Notre Dame actually offered him. It was Notre Dame's only off day of the preseason to date. And when they were down in Culver's coaches did some recruiting, Brian Polian got on it and offered this kid. I, I think I, we're of the same mind here that we'll, we'll see him on an official visit. 
California kids usually come out for the Stanford or USC game. So <laughs> I think to see Murray here in October is probable. Uh, and, you know, probably will bring Amon Ross St. Brown with him. So it, uh, I think it speaks a little bit to Notre Dame's needs on the interior. The offensive line, that position is as well as Harry Heastan has recruited it is maybe a, a bit behind, even though last year's class looks like it's going to be a hit of that four-man group. And I, look, for people who don't follow NFL contract news, Zach Martin is in the middle of uh, some contract renegotiations that might make him the highest paid offensive guard in the NFL at about $12 million a year. So Harry Heastan has a lot to work with in terms of recruiting offensive linemen right now. And it's not just the success they're having at Notre Dame now. It's the success people are having in the NFL. Ronnie Stanley, uh, top 10 pick. Zach Martin, a pro bowler. So Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey to follow. So I would be surprised if Notre Dame didn't pick up the pace a little bit with their offensive line recruiting and maybe surprise some people, whether that's Nick Petit-Frere out of Florida, Jamari Salyer out of Atlanta, uh, or maybe Chris Murray, who I think if he had to make a decision today would certainly commit or sign with Stanford. Uh, I like Notre Dame to pull an upset on the offensive line somewhere just based on what they have to sell. And if you can marry that to a bounce-back season, maybe nine wins, uh, the offensive line playing great. I think that uh, Notre Dame's offensive line position for how much it looked like it was a little bit in flux in May and June, I think ultimately will uh, find a pretty healthy endpoint. So he's, uh, he's my other guy this week. Yeah, absolutely. I really like uh, Chris Murray's film. Um, sticking with interior offensive lineman, my last guy, uh, Jacob Isaiah, offensive guard, uh, also a center uh, out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, um, 6'3", 280 pounds, uh, with scout, um, ranked the number number five guard in the West, or sorry, nationally, um, three-star recruits. Uh, so Jacob Isaiah grew up in Hawaii, lived in Hawaii until just last January, moved, uh, relocated to Las Vegas with his parents uh, to go to Bishop Gorman, one of the top, top prep programs in the, in the country. Um, Notre Dame, I had been in touch with Isaiah in the past in the spring. Uh, Notre Dame had been in touch with him at that time. I uh, hadn't heard from him in quite a while, but we sort of touched base uh, since. And just recently, uh, he told me Brian Pullian was in touch, sort of to um, talk to him about his um, grades, transcripts, um, you know, his current height and weight, those things. I saw some recent pictures of Isaiah. looks in really, really good shape. Um, and consider, uh, like, sort of in, in terms of his grades, um, you know, looking at his offer list, he has an offer from Dartmouth. Um, it tells me he's doing well in that regard. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt as well. Um, so, yeah, anyways, Notre Dame, the, the way things are sort of trending anyhow, we don't we don't know, of course. Um, but I, I think that there's a possibility that Notre Dame could be taking adding possibly three more offensive linemen rather than rather than sort of the two we had projected uh, in the past. I know that Chris Murray, who you just spoke about. Um, told me that the, the sort of uh, message re- relayed to him was that after, um, you know, Brian Pullian told him that after, you know, losing Tristan Hodge and Parker Boudreau, that another interior lineman spot had opened up for them. So um, whether that means, you know, they were aiming for two, you know, one interior guy and, and a tackle, um, or, you know, at that time, now they wanted an additional interior lineman. I think that that's a possibility, and I think we might three, see three offensive linemen. It's possible. Um, so keep an eye for on, uh, you know, more offensive line offers. Jacob Isaiah could be one. Um, he's in, you know, plenty of schools are 
offering him at the center position, um, you know, plenty at the guard as well. But it's a guy with position flexibility. Um, has a Michigan State offer, has family in Michigan. His mother's from Michigan, father's from Kansas. So definitely in tune with the Midwest. Um, and, you know, he's sitting with 25 offers at this time. He has one official visit lined up, and it's going to be for Michigan State. I don't think he'll visit Notre Dame without an offer, so we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, they're definitely evaluating him, in touch with him. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think when in doubt, taking kids from Bishop Gorman's up positive as well. So right. curious right. to see how that shakes out. All right, well, that's it for our Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra this week. We'll be back next week, as usual, our Thursday podcast. Perhaps we'll be talking about Kevin Austin's commitment and if he uh, – does go Irish. Hopefully we can get somebody from down in his camp to come on the show and talk about it. So until next week, he's Kevin Sinclair. I'm Pete Sampson. Thanks for listening.